0: Hello and welcome to That's Not Very Teehee of You, the podcast where two girls with terrible senses of humor talk about things like true crime, unsolved mysteries, and relevant things that are happening in the world, such as mysterious diseases, scientific discoveries, and things that you probably didn't need to know. Just a warning,
1: some of the topics that we we will be covering in this podcast may feel uncomfortable or distressing to some people. If this concerns you, I suggest that you don't listen any further and you watch more friendly podcasts. Fun fact: Did you know that the first oranges, oranges, weren't actually orange? Whoa, that did I not know. make sense because
0: it's not the same color. In- okay,
1: that's probably why they named it. So like, they didn't think they would be orange, but then they turned orange. You know? Whoa, I know I. Right? <laughs> In 1959 a group
0: of people, specifically eight men and two women, made up of mostly students and graduates from the Earl Polytechnic Institute, were going on a ski expedition in the Northern Earls of Sverdlovsk Oblast Soviet Union.
1: And we're back. After finishing the expedition they would get the highest certification possible, the Grade 3 certification. Res- return, sorry not return. I don't know what that means. Each member of the group was also an experienced Piker tour experience, might I add. Anyways, the goal of the expedition was to reach Gora or Horton, I think that's how you pronounce it, which also translates to, don't go there in Manzi. A mountain 10 kilometers north of the site of the incident, this route in February was estimated as Category 3, the most difficult.
0: In the early hours of January 25th, the group arrived at a town in the middle of the northern province of Svirilovsk Oblast. They then took a truck to Visay, a lorry village that happens to be the last inhabited settlement to the north. The skiers bought loaves of bread and ate them to keep their energy levels up for the following day's hike. The next morning, on the 27th of January, they began their trek toward Gorda Orden. The next morning, on the 27th of January, they began their trek. On January 28th, one of the members of the group, Yuri Yudin, turned back and left due to a knee joint pain that luckily
1: made him unable to
0: hike. The remaining nine people continued their trek.
1: They continued to move along for the next few days until the 31st of January. When the group arrived at the edge of a highland area, they began to prepare for climbing. In a wooded valley, they purchased some surplus food and equipment that would be used for the trip back. The following day, February 1st, the hikers started to move through the pass. It looks like they planned to get over the pass and make camp for the next night on the opposite side. But because of worsening weather conditions, such as the snowstorms and decreasing visibility, they lost their direction and deviated west toward the top of Kolot Saikil, which means dead mountain. When they realized their mistake, the group decided to stop and set up camp there on the slope of the mountain, rather than move 1.5 kilometers downhill to a a forested area that offered some shelter from the bad weather. Another member of the group suggested that Dyatlov probably did not want to lose the altitude they had gained, or he decide to practice camping on the mountain slope. This was on February 2nd, the night that they died. Before
0: they went on their hike, from what I heard, Igor Dyatlov, the leader of the group, had agreed that he would send a telegram to the sports club as soon as they returned to Vizai. Igor said that it might take a few more days. When they didn't turn up on the 20th, the relatives of the travelers demanded a search. The searchers found a group's abandoned and badly damaged tent, On the slope that they were camping on. Nobody knows exactly how they died except for the fact that they were froze to death. Their tent was slashed open from the inside. Eight or nine sets of footprints left by people who were wearing only socks or a single shoe or were even barefoot could be followed leading down toward the edge of a nearby woods on the opposite side of the pass. However the 500 meters these tracks were covered with snow.
1: At the forest edge under a large Siberian pine tree, The searchers searchers found the remains of a small fire. There were the first two bodies, Provanashenko and Doroshenko, two members of the group, shoeless and dressed in only their underwear. The branches on the tree were broken up to five meters high, suggesting that some skiers had climbed up to look for something, perhaps the camp. Between the pine and the camp, the searchers found three more corpses, Diatlov Kolmogorova, again, sorry if I mispronounced, the name some names and slobodan more people of the group who seemed to have died in poses suggesting that they were attempting to return to the tent they were found separately at distances of 300 480 and 630 meters from the tree finding the remaining four travelers took more than two hours they were finally found on may 4th under four meters of snow in a ravine three of those four were better dressed than others
0: and there were other signs that those who had died first had their clothes turned over. Dubinina, another one of those hikers was wearing Krivonashenko's. Torn trousers and her left foot and shin were wrapped up in a torn jacket. A legal inquest started immediately after the first five bodies were found. A medical examination found no injuries that might have led to their deaths. Eventually included that they had (coughs) all died of hypothermia. Slobodin, had a small crack in his skull, but it was not thought to be a fatal wound.
1: Examination of the four bodies that were found in May shifted the narrative as to what had occurred during the accident. Three of the ski hikers had fatal injuries. Theobo Brignolis, excuse me if I'm saying this wrong, had major skull damage and both Dubinina and Zolotaryov had major chest fractures. According to experts, the force required to cause such damage would have been extremely high, comparable to the force of a car crash. Notably, the bodies had no external wounds associated with the bone fractures, as if they had been subjected to, high, to a high level of pressure. All four bodies found at the bottom of the creek in a running stream of water had soft tissue damage to their head and face. For example, Dubenina was missing her tongue, eyes, and part of the lips, as well as facial tissue and a fragment of skull bone. Volzolotaryev well, had his eyeballs missing. Alexander Kalavatov, his eyebrows missing, and Volz Rose, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Rose Rose a forensic expert, performed the postmodern examination judged that these injuries happened post-mortem due to the location of the bodies in a stream. Also one of the skiers strangely had high levels of radiation on him. There's still so
0: many theories going on today about what happened to the nine students, but there's so many theories out there that any websites researchers find can't be certain about how any of them died. Some theories involve them dying in a hurricane, avalanche, a UFO, and missile tests. There are many more theories, like them attacking one another, or an animal, but there's nothing that can back up those theories. We don't have a say on what we think happened to them, because out of all the theories, we don't think there's one that makes sense on how the tongue was cut off and the injured body parts. Following the trail of evidence, someone named Mike (coughs) found proof that the hikers were not alone. A photograph was taken by one of the hikers that day before they died. That suggests that they encountered a Yeti.
1: my personal favorite one, Jade, is, um, I really, the, the UFO theory, where, it's like, there was UFOs, because there was also f- witnesses, some witnesses say that there was fireballs in the sky that, like, line up with the nights that they were there, and also around their wow. campsite, the tops of the trees were burned, so, that's my. But then, also, True. another theory is that it was an army gun. Yes, like a failed missile.